I'm Kim Cutable, an author, producer, and entrepreneur. Voice Lessons is a podcast about women's lives, what, why, and how they create, and the way that they lead. This is a lesson on embracing creativity. I did a writer's workshop with Elizabeth Gilbert in Napa almost five years ago. You've probably read Eat, Pray, Love, but if you haven't read Big Magic, which is all about her generative process and her perspective on creativity, get it. It was the first writing workshop that she'd ever taught, and like a lot of writers, her advice on writing was simple. Write. Write every day, and you will get better. What she taught was more about what gets in the way of so many creatives expressing themselves. Self-mastery. Being creative is a relationship with yourself, with your audience and the world, but it's also a relationship, as far as I'm concerned, with the divine, with inspiration and courage, permission, enchantment, and of course, fear. I think of my creativity as coming through me. Sometimes I can look back at the work I've written and wonder, who wrote that? Being a clear channel is the best thing I can do to allow the creativity through me. But as human beings in a complicated world, that's not always easy. One of my biggest takeaways during the course happened when I wrote a letter to my creativity. Yes, you heard that right. The assignment was to let your creativity know why it could trust you. I was pretty cocky when I picked up my pen because I've often used my creativity to teach and I've made choices to use her that way. Yes, my creativity is a her. But what I quickly realized is that even though I'd made my creativity stand ready, work hard, and summoned her to produce magic like some kind of genie in a bottle, I had mostly taken her for granted. I remembered a time when somebody asked me to describe myself, and I used every adjective but hers. How about creative? The person who asked me offered. And I was taken aback because honestly, it hadn't dawned on me to claim my creativity. I'm not sure if it's because I was comparing myself to the people I thought were really creative or because I didn't want to be associated with the stereotypes that were part of the creative tribe, like flaky or starving. Those were old beliefs, though, because as women, we can own and profit from our creativity like we never have before. Or maybe I wasn't claiming my creativity because being creative was such an intrinsic part of me, so obviously there, that I assumed it didn't need to be recognized. Liz put into words something I've always felt but never expressed, which is that the process of writing unfolds and reveals something about her inner world in a way that she can't express in any other way. I agree. No matter how you express yourself creatively, whether it's writing or singing or crafting or acting or cooking or ideating, whatever, 
My creative work, mostly my writing, has taught me so much about my inner life. My creativity has allowed me to support myself emotionally and financially, but that day in that workshop, I realized that my relationship with my creativity was lopsided. I didn't celebrate my creativity or nurture her in the way I nurture other relationships. My support had been sporadic. I used her to collaborate, but I rarely said thank you. I forgot that I didn't own her and that it's a privilege to hear her voice. I hadn't made it a requirement that she have space for joy, the boundless overflowing kind. In fact, I often chose to keep my creativity in check. I put creativity off because in the end, I knew it would be easy for me to just summon her back because creativity had always been my most loyal friend. No matter where I am, when I am with my creativity, I'm at home. My creativity is so patient, but that day, She decided to get honest and let me know that she was tired of being tiny and invisible. She wanted room to explore. She wanted to play a lot, to be sought after, to speak her mind more often, to break the rules more often, to ignore the judgments of others always so that she could connect and celebrate with more people. That is my most precious gift she said. But create what you need to first, she said. My creativity knows that perfectionism murders most things, especially expansion, and that fear is my end, not my beginning. Creativity asked me to risk uncertainty, the kind of uncertainty that Kim isn't really comfortable with. My creativity needed more. She is more. My creativity wanted space to spread out at the table with a hundred packs of brightly colored pencils and scribble like mad, especially outside the lines. So I apologized to my creativity and committed myself to creating a beautiful and vibrant process with only her in mind. I would do this because I liked what Liz Gilbert said. Stand barefoot in your own being so that you can put your handprint on the wall of your life and say that you were here. Voice Lessons is produced, written, and spoken by me, Kim Cutable. It's also produced and edited by Sergio Miranda and associate produced by Jessica Manalga. Our music was created by singer-songwriter Claire Hamill. You can find out when we post new episodes when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you liked what you've heard, we would love it if you leave us a review. 
You can join our community at Facebook forward slash Voice Lessons Podcast to speak with me live after every episode is posted. And if you have a question or comment or want to suggest a guest, you can do it there. Or if you're on Instagram, tag us at Voice Lessons Podcast and use the hashtag LessonUp. For other inspiration, updates, and show notes, subscribe at VoiceLessonsPodcast.com.